I'm Brandon Zerby and welcome to the My Health Sciences Weekly Podcast, where I bring you topics each week in fitness, nutrition, sleep, cognition, finance, and minimalism to help you become healthier and happier. This week I'm covering what the heck effect, why you binge. Let's get into it. What the heck is going on? So tell me if you've had this experience before. It's a Friday night and you're sitting down to watch the next episode of Black Mirror. I know I'm a little late to hop on this bandwagon, but at least I made it. And you grab a handful of dark chocolate chips to snack on during the episode because they're not the unhealthiest snack. And partway through the episode, you realize your chocolate chips are gone and are still a little hungry. You could wait until next morning's breakfast, but you've had a stressful week and you deserve another serving. So you grab another handful to snack on for the remainder of the episode. As the episode concludes, you realize the handful of chocolate chips turned into a bag of chocolate chips and the regret sets in. You feel ashamed by your indulgence and almost hopeless about losing willpower like that. You say to yourself, what the heck? I already screwed up my dietary promise to myself. Let's get another bag and start episode two. But wait, what? Why are you now compounding the problem's effects? Shouldn't you be doing the exact opposite? What the heck is the what the heck effect and how can I stop myself from these guilty binges? I have to say this didn't really happen to me, but it was a relatable story that allowed me to detail the three strategies I use to prevent situations like these from happening. This phenomenon is known as the what the heck effect. The exact terminology uses the double hockey stick method of spelling, but hey, this is a kid-friendly show and I'm a kid-friendly guy. And the most appropriate way a male can say they're a kid-friendly guy in 2021? Anyways, it was coined by dieting researchers Janet Polivy and Peter Herman who identified a cycle in people of indulgence and regret, followed by more indulgence and more regret. This is also known as counter-regulatory behavior, which is a tendency for a person to indulge more after having recently indulged, which compounds the problem. This primarily happens because of how hard people can be on themselves when they don't meet their own expectations. Kelly McGonigal said in her book The Willpower Instinct, Giving in makes you feel bad about yourself which motivates you to do something to feel better. And what's the fastest, cheapest strategy for feeling better? Often the very thing you feel bad about. It's not necessarily that indulging causes relapses, but that guilt that leads to a subsequent indulgence. So this begs the question, how can we prevent the what the heck effect and stop binging? Let's start with pausing after the initial indulgence to gain awareness and understanding. The goal is that by knowing the what the heck effect, you can recognize how the psychology works and prevent it from occurring. To further demonstrate this effect, a neat study was published in the journal Appetite in 2010 testing this effect. They first provided participants with slices of pizza that the participants either perceived as smaller or larger than a typical slice of pizza. After the participants ate the pizza, they were provided three plates filled with cookies to eat at their leisure. And what they found was that the participants that were currently dieting and received a slice of pizza perceived as larger ended up eating the most cookies by far. Wait, what? The participants most concerned with their diet, who already ate a slice of pizza perceived as large, ended up eating the most cookies? What the heck? Exactly. It turns out that all participants were provided the exact same size of pizza slice, and it was merely their perception of indulgence that triggered the subsequent indulgence and cookies. Now, it'd be nice if they did some sort of follow-up experiment where participants were allowed a period after the pizza to pause, understand the effect, and accept the previous behavior as admissible. This could have allowed the participants to gain a better understanding of their emotions and react in a more self-compassionate form. 
Other studies less fun than eating pizza and cookies have found that those accepting of occasional poor behavior are less likely to binge in the future. So after an indulgence, take some time to be aware of the situation and be more compassionate to yourself and get back on that bandwagon as soon as possible. Next, let's discuss prioritizing long-term goals. Although my examples so far have been diet-related, this effect can play out in many areas of our life. For example, let's say you're shopping for a new car and you have a budget you want to keep. If you find yourself committing to a car that's above your budget, you can have that same what-the-heck effect and realize that you're already going to blow your budget, so you might as well get the full-featured model. But if you're already going over the budget, why would you want to dig yourself into a deeper hole? You should have the opposite reaction. Now that I've gone over budget, I should probably make more money-conscious decisions moving forward. Instead of having this emotional response, step back and look at the long-term goals. Would this money be better used to save for a house? What about retirement? or furthering your education. When you step back and see the bigger picture and long-term goals, it can make the small emotional decisions easier to reconcile. The last strategy I'll mention is relying on identity change to prevent binges in the first place. Now this is easier said than done as identity change takes a while, but once you have an identity that you live by and are recognized for, it's out of character to not embody that. For example, my identity is partly built around being fit and in shape. If I skip too many workouts, I'm no longer behaving as I and everyone else expects. That pressure from the outside to work out, combined with my inner identity as a fit person, make it difficult for me to skip a workout. Because internally I'm telling myself I want to work out because that's who I am, rather than I have to work out because that's who I want to be. Now embodying an identity that doesn't skip workouts, or binge eat, or splurge on expenses takes time. I check out my habit series on three steps to build a habit today and my other post, Two Steps to Maintain a Habit Forever. These five strategies mentioned in these posts can help bring awareness to your situation and put plans in place to stay on track. All these habit-forming techniques will shape your long-term identity, and that long-term identity will be accepting and resilient to occasional emotional indulgences. So here are my final thoughts. The -the what-the-heck effect happens to all of us in many different forms. We have an occasional indulgence, feel bad about ourselves, and then give up and say we might as well indulge more as we've already ruined our healthy habit. But the reasonable and logical reaction would be that if an indulgence occurred, you should respond with a swifter and healthier action to make up for it. So by understanding this effect, you'll have a better understanding of how your psychology can trick you into binging. And the next time you have an indulgence, take a few minutes to gain awareness of this situation and compassion for yourself. Think about your long-term goals and continue your healthy habits until you can rely on true identity change to prevent this from happening in the future. Because to me, this sounds like a life that's both healthier and happier. Thanks for joining me on the My Health Sciences Weekly Podcast, where I bring you topics to improve your health and happiness through sustainable, evidence-based, healthy habit change. If you'd like to receive weekly updates on the three most important things I've read, watched, and listened to within the past week, sign up for the My Health Sciences Weekly Newsletter. Those on this list will never miss any of the latest and most important information I share about health and happiness. Thanks again, and I look forward to talking with you again next week.